my opposer when I want freedom. You my opposer when I want justice. You my opposer when I want equality. Want me to go somewhere and fight for you? You won't even stand up for me right here in America. Who's Bizak? Guess who's Bizak? It's the group. <laughs> it's the rundown. We coming back. Some more topics. Oh yeah. Away, Zach. Okay, yeah, yeah. We doing all of that. So first things first, gentlemen. Mr. Alex, did you see U of M take care of business yesterday? Oh yeah, that was a um, good team win. You know, I, I I don't like the Badgers. I don't like their hoop team. <laughs> I think they weak, but. You know what I'm saying? They record to otherwise, you know what I'm saying? They got a lot of big W's against a lot of top-ranked teams. I just don't like how they hoop. <laughs> no, that's, that's perfect. Play that structure, bro. Yeah. Forget them. They call it. I mean, the Big Ten, man. Big Ten overall, Shout out pretty solid Hales. overall, right? Six six teams in the top 25. You got Purdue. <laughs> Purdue kind of creeping. Oh, yeah. Let's see. They're they creeping they on, the, uh, on the race yeah, for the Big they Ten. They creeping every year. Big Ten title. They're oh, creeping. Uh, where they come from? You think they're going to be able to catch them? Half game out, you think they'll catch them down the stretch, or what I mean, do you think will take place? I guess Michigan can kind of lean on um, with the tiebreaker. Didn't they play Purdue earlier in the season? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I guess they can lean on that kind of. So um, it's, it'll be a tough mountain for Purdue to climb, but I don't put nothing past uh, my man's Carson. Oh, Edwards. yeah, Carson Edwards. Yeah. yeah 24 points a game, five assists, four or five assists, a contest. Very, very, very good. Very good, if I may say. Um, Ten and two for Purdue, but U of M ranked seventh in the country. Eleven and two, twenty-two and two, fifteen right. and zero at home. Think they'll lose at home this year? Who? U of M. Uh, I hope not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they got uh, they still got to play state at home. And those games are getting closer and closer, boys. Yeah, I'm ready for that one. Yeah, that's the one. You know, I'm, I know who I'm rolling with. Rolling with Michigan State, no, so, only because of cashes and just to play devil's advocate <coughs> with with my household. So I think I think that just makes it more more interesting, more interesting dynamic. I'm uh, I'm excited for the Xavier system, uh, Xavier system, uh, Xavier Simpson uh, matchup with Cassius Winston, of course. You know, and Michigan State they took care of business over the weekend as well. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a good game between those two, just because like even with Langford going down for Michigan State. Um, obviously you got a Hall of Fame coach and Izzo, and he's definitely gonna get them better. You know they lost three straight, but you know they got it got it back together. Yeah, they ended up losing three uh, three straight, and then like one three of the three. Yeah, I don't know why I can't talk today. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I can't talk today. What? But, yeah. They took care of business. But I think one of the thing, or one of the main reasons why they were losing those games that they lost was because they had to kind of figure out who was going to be the one to replace, you know, Langford, you know, in, in the starting lineup, who was going to take control of that, that uh, extra scoring load that they were going to need in order to be successful. And uh, I think they may have found it uh, this past weekend when they got this uh, W against, against uh, Minnesota. So they won over the weekend. As well as, you know, U of M. I'm happy that uh, they took care of a tough team at home, Wisconsin. You know, Ethan Happ, he's going to try to uh, do what he can. But they did a very good job in the first half, li limiting him. Got him in foul trouble, too. Yeah. Early foul trouble. 
So uh, he scored, but he ended up scoring 16 points in that second half. They were trying to will a victory, but talk a little bit about uh, John Teske's performance, Alex. Uh, 17 points, uh, 12 rebounds. What'd you like from him? Oh, yeah, Teske been coming up big. You know what I'm saying? He plays big at all times, uh, plays good defense, moves his feet, keeps his hands up, doesn't foul a lot, does his job, finish at the rim. Um, and then he can spread the floor a little bit. He didn't make. I don't think he made a three. He did yesterday, yeah. but he made one. Mm-hmm. But um, Chuck, your boy Chuck came through yesterday. Oh yeah, that was the game right there. <laughs> Charles Matthews played relatively well. No threes, but he was nine of fifteen from the field. Eighteen points, solid performance. And again, Teske, seventeen and twelve. I I just like the fact that he had a double double. You know, he was on the boards, uh, controlling the glass, uh, rebound leader. Um, between both teams, twelve right. rebounds. That's good. That's good for them. That's good for U of M in general when they're um, when they're winning the rebound battle. Didn't shoot too well from three point line for seventeen. But uh, what'd you see differently for them being able to be successful winning the game despite not making threes? Um, just being consistent, um, like attacking. They kept getting attempts up. You know what I mean and. Um, B-line, I remember that when uh, Wired mic'd up, like, during the game, during the fourth quarter, when he told him, like, man, keep staying confident. And, uh, you know, uh, B-line, he's kind of a wizard, you know what I'm saying, when it comes to that offense. Like, so when they're struggling, he finds ways to draw up, you know what I'm saying, to get them good looks. And when they went to Matthews in the post, you know what I'm saying, they went to his mid-range game, that's what really, you know what I'm saying, opened the game. Open the game up? Yeah, okay. So, yeah, I, uh, I did like to see that he played, right? he played well on uh, – against the Wisconsin Badgers. And the Badgers didn't really do too hot from the three-point line either, a four for 12. And so I think that might have been one of the focus points uh, against the Wisconsin Wisconsin Badgers was to take care of business by not allowing them to shoot from the uh, three-point line. So, yeah, what you got? What what'd you think, Jamar, the performance from U of M yesterday? I like the fact that um, we did win, obviously. We? We? <laughs> Here we go. Here we yeah, go. What's up with the what? we? Y'all not even about to do this today. Why not? Because <laughs> it's always been we. It's I did, I did one we. podcast where I tried to be political and not say we, and I was like Michigan and all that, and it just didn't feel right. It didn't feel right. Because yeah. right. you feel like that's just, that's the home. Yeah, no, yeah, no, for real. You know, like, been following them. Um, one thing I do, like, um, free throws, only shot nine, but I mean, seven to nine, you know, made that count. Three-point percentage could be better, but, you know, I like Teske um, with the double-double, though. You know, strong, big man. I think that's, like, that's going to be big for us down the road. I think, like, that's what that's what makes the team win. You know, you see these great teams, and you see they always have a strong big man. So if he can continue to play great, it's going to be nothing but good for Michigan. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's cool that uh, a guy like Teske can go out there and receive a double-double, especially when uh, maybe at times the scoring – May come from you know Berdeskis, mm-hmm. you know it's gonna it may come from him a lot and often and so like the game plan may be sometimes to kind of dial in on him, which which can free up more opportunities for uh for a guy like Teske like, by, by the rim. Like with him with Berdeskis going or Berdeskis going one for nine, you know like obviously he he wasn't there like there for them that that night, but obviously um team picked him up Charles Matthews Teske. Um, and pool put them together. So, you know, like we got a strong team out there. Yeah, strong team. Yeah, what's up, Malik? I just want to know, I just want to uh, point out, I, I'm not a Michigan fan by any means. Oh, we know. <laughs> we know. 
out there. Don't need to say that. But I do like how uh, how physical Michigan basketball is played, and especially like last night, they out rebound Wisconsin, and Wisconsin only went to the line twice or once. They went 0 for 2 from the uh, free throw. So U of M wasn't out there filing, but they were still playing a physical brand of basketball. So credit I to them. Yeah, them. Yeah, I credit to them. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Credit to Michigan uh, Michigan basketball for sure. Yeah, two free throws the entire contest, not filing. Now, Wisconsin, you know, their fans may feel like, oh, that's a lopsided game. Or, you know, they may say that, oh, they were, why well, weren't the calls even? But like you said, critics. yeah, of course. But like you said, critics. Yeah, but like you said, though, uh, that just goes to show you that. That Michigan can play, you know, defense without filing. Yeah. So, yeah. credit to U of M, you know, being ranked seventh in the country. And also taking take care, care of the ball. Business. Only five turnovers. Um, going back to Central Michigan, you know, like it's the difference between a winning team, a winning club, a, a program that's built to win, and a program that needs to like get things together. Yeah, and uh, five turnovers came from Ethan Happ Whoa. of the seven turnovers that Wisconsin had on the game. And so, as you can see. Uh, they did a good job, I would say, overall with uh, Hat because, I mean, he had 19 attempts for 18 points, uh, 18 points, 11 rebounds, but he had three fouls. And, he, and like uh, Alex mentioned, he was in foul trouble as well, and he had three fouls total uh, in the game. And so uh, credit U of M in his victory, you know, as they move forward down the line as it gets closer and closer to March. Where do you guys think U of M will sit in terms of uh, the bracket, when in terms of the bracketology and putting them in? Where do you guys think they belong? you think they belong as a number one seed, or do you think they'll they'll uh, be a number two seed? I think, think they belong as a number one seed, but uh, probably won't get it, probably get snubbed and be a number two seed. Okay. Yeah, I'll put them over Virginia for sure. Yeah, I definitely uh, will put them over Virginia just because credit, like they both do play defense, credit at Virginia and U of M both play defense, but I think U of M has the better, like the better scoring in terms of uh, both teams, I, I think, I would say, I would definitely say. Yeah, but our views don't matter, so. <laughs> Only to our right, listeners. Man. What about oh, your, uh, would oh, you put them over your, your Kentucky boys? Who? I don't even know why you U of M? I mean, yeah. Ooh, I'm biased. <laughs> Listen, oh I'm God. not biased, though. Like, I'm really, like, I'm not I'm not biased. I mean, that's an excellent question just off the strength that, like, it's hit or miss with Kentucky sometimes. Like, uh, at least I know, I know on the defensive end for U of M, that's going to be there. Like, you may, you maybe never know who's going to, who may step up offensively for U of M, but at least you know defensively they're going to be there. And I can't necessarily say the same thing for Kentucky. Now, they're improving, you know, week week by week, game by game defensively. But to actually, like, lock in like like Michigan does, I don't think they've reached that point yet from a consistent standpoint. You think that's because they uh, went on that little stretch of having, like, so many one-and-done athletes? Well, yeah, I think that's always going to be the testimony to that. And uh, year after year having to, like, plug in and, like, get a system that's going to work for these guys but Cal has done that to the point and done that enough to the point where that's not the excuse no more like that like you like that's your you know that's your thing that's what you do that's how you operate and so uh, at least by December January that's not an excuse no more like you've had these guys for now what six months because they've they've came in at June like in June they've probably been here that entire time obviously and so yeah no I don't um 
that's not an excuse no more for them like being young because like after after six months, I mean, you guys know each other now. Like right, you're right, at the gym right. all the time. So I don't think that's that's an excuse for them. But yeah, on the other side, you know, East Lansing, Michigan State, they're taking care of it. They finally was able to take care of business and get a victory over, you know, Minnesota. And they have an opponent like Wisconsin coming. Well, they got to go on the road, actually, to Wisconsin and uh, take care of business against them the same way that uh, U of M just did. And so for Minnesota, they lost by a pretty huge margin, 79 to 55. What's the score? And someone special was in attendance for that game. You guys know who's in the game in attendance for that game? Brown, Brown. Uh, Sure. Yeah. Magic yeah. Mr. Magic. Magic. Yeah, Mr. Magic was in attendance. Magic man. <laughs> he was in attendance for Mr. the Sedesco. For the contest. Sedesco <laughs> <laughs> <Sidesco> Magic. <laughs> and Michigan State played pretty well overall from a offensive standpoint. I would say shooting fifty percent from the field. They shot forty from three, six of fifteen, and uh just took care of business overall. Rebound margin, took care of the rebounds. Uh, turnovers, yeah, they turned the ball over Ooh, only what nine assists. times, but they were able to force sixteen turnovers in this contest. Twenty-seven, twenty-seven assists. assists. Oh yeah, they oh, yeah, played just, exceptionally just well. My little two cents on the the seed thing. I missed the conversation, but yeah, I was gonna say Michigan. They might be a two seed, but they have the potential to play their way. You know what I'm saying into one seed level with like the two upcoming games against Michigan State. Cause you know what I'm saying them be like two more top fifteen wins or whatever the case may be. Okay. You know I mean, yeah, absolutely. It, going back to that, as a U of M team, would you would you want a one seed or would you want a two seed? I mean, um, the, that's what makes March Madness great, bro. So that's, what <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It just depends on the bracket too, like how you how would how the bracket unfolds. Like saying, we do if you're in the like South one, or the Midwest, every year go down. So yeah, you know what I'm saying. But, do y'all want that pressure on y'all? Yeah, but I I, I think listen, I, I I got faith. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they made it all the way last year. It's like a true seven C, yeah, seven A C. Yeah, true, true, true. It just depends on how the field play out, but everybody want that number one seed because it's supposed to be the easiest way there. Supposedly, (laughs) supposedly, supposedly, yeah. Because you mess around and get beat by some team that nobody heard of and nobody knew about and nobody cared about. Senior led teams, Chicago Loyola. Yeah, shout out to them. (laughs) Yeah, Mercer. Remember when Jabari Park? Yeah, Jabari Park. Yeah, they lost to uh, they lost to Mercer that year. Like you said, the the senior leadership on them teams be amazing because you got guys who bought into a program and got um, brought into a great culture. And through four years, you know, like, they know what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, Nick Ward, stellar game, 22 points, nine rebounds. McQuaid, I seen him knock down a lot of threes uh, yesterday, four threes, uh, four for six, six of nine overall, 18 points. I think that's the guy they're going to be trying to look for offensively down the stretch now with uh, Josh Lang- with uh, Langford being out now. You think they'll uh, ever look to lawyer more? That's an excellent question. Or that, I don't or think is that so. a project for next? I think but. it's a project in between maybe now down the stretch and uh, um four years. Yeah, he's no he's gonna be there four years without question. But I think uh I think next year and the following year will be the true testimony to whether or not he'll end up being like a good player at Michigan State. But they played well overall. Even the bench was able to chip in eight points, seven points from Tillman, eight points from uh from Kethler. And so yeah, just an overall good game from the Spartans. Eleven points from Cassius, 
nine assists, almost had a almost had a double double, but also eight assists from McQuaid. So he nearly had a double double too. Eighteen and eight, five rebounds. So I would almost say he was the the key factor in yesterday's game. What do you guys think? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he always do that. on the squad, so he must have been doing some good. Not like he was attacking the basket um, yesterday. Yeah, he did have his moments. That was pretty sweet. Yeah, um, to see from him. Yeah, definitely from him. He did a uh, he did an up and under move. That mug was so sweet. He just missed. And then, bro, who was commentator? I forgot what the commentator was, but he was like, "Yeah, you could only make the top ten if you make it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, it was a sweet move, though. Yeah. I'm like, man, I wish he would have made it. Because mm. it was like one of them up and unders where you go up, like you know, what I'm saying you really about to duck. You feel oh, me? You okay. come all the way. Underneath. You extend your whole body. You yeah. every bit of bounce that you got. To- yeah. Yeah. It was like a full extension. Oh, it was something Sweet. I could never. But do. he just missed. He just missed it. Like I, I, you I, say, he hit it off the backboard. You know oh, some not top ten everything. type stuff. You know okay. No, no, no. It touched the rim. Like you said, it was a nice touch off the back. It just you know, you know how I hit the backboard a little too hard, roll off the front rim. Oh yeah, I, I missed them limbs on straight finger rolls. <laughs> <laughs> check me out. Oh, I, check did, out my high school on um, highlight tape. <laughs> not highlight tape. So yeah, Michigan State again. They took care of business, and now they have a a tough opponent that uh, Michigan just took care of in Wisconsin this week. And what do you guys think is going to be key for them to to beat that team? I say number. I think one thing for for me would be uh, tempo, the tempo of the game. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think if um, yeah if they keep the tempo up, man, put good pressure defense. I mean, Wisconsin they guards not all that. You know what I'm saying? They got like pretty average guards to me. And I don't like, I know, you know what I'm saying, 34, he kind of he kind of a dirty player. But I guess they can hit jump shots. So what you want to do is, you know what I'm saying, you want to, like, kind of, like, it really start with the with the big dude. What's his name? Hap, Ethan Hap. Yeah, you got to hold him, and then you got to, like, close out on the shooters. I think Trice, uh, I think Trice he, he does pretty well, 13 points a game. Did you guys know that Khalil Iverson, that's uh, the guard from Wisconsin. He transferred from Memphis. And he was, um, who cut, that's Allen Iverson's nephew, or it's his nephew, or it's his cousin, either or. But yeah, uh, Khalil Iverson, is def- he's related to Allen Iverson, if you, guys did, if, you, yeah, if you guys didn't know that. But uh, yeah, no, their guard play is not very favorable. I would definitely put um, the advantage in terms of the, the guard play in Michigan State with Cassius Winston. Well, of and, course, and McQuaid. Uh, Big Ten player of the year. You know, like that's that's what it, I, of course you put it in. You know, like but it, for me, I think um, going off of what A said about Hap and stopping him, I think the Spartans win it, um, with Cassius, but as well with Ward, because okay. somebody has to guard Hap, and um, I think I think they play a lot better when Ward is playing good and being used effectively. Absolutely, absolutely. Because I know when he got on Izzo's bad side, it wasn't starting like even him not starting like. He came in the game. He was a little sluggish and stuff like that, and just like seemed like he wasn't like there. But I now I now I see the things are on, back on track. But then again, it's it's Minnesota. Minnesota's not one of the top teams. It's still a good team, but we'll see as far as like if Michigan State is really back off that three game skid versus a good team like Wisconsin. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Ethan Happ. Limiting him in terms of on the offensive side of the ball. Another thing I would say, again, tempo, controlling the tempo, the pace of the game, and the guard play. Like, and again, the guard play. What do you think, Malik, will be the key factors for this game? I mean, in my eyes, Michigan State is the better basketball team. They just got to go in there and play like it. They got to go in there with that chip on their shoulder, go in there and play how they play. You feel me? Like, Wisconsin is not like a 
not like a huge powerhouse school. They don't have like they don't they ain't gonna run up and down on you. You know nothing, nothing like that. Oh, okay. So. Michigan State just got to use that to their advantage. Don't let them set up in the half court. Mm-hmm. No, that, I mean, yeah, don't let them set up in the half court. Kind of uh, run, run them up and down the uh, court. Get them tired. You feel me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And so, yeah, we hope. <laughs> Bless you. Yeah, we hope uh, Michigan State takes care of business against a, a, against a Wisconsin team that's already coming off a loss. And Michigan State is coming off a much-needed win after losing three straight. And uh, what you what else you guys see yesterday? Did you guys see any college basketball uh, overall yesterday outside of uh, you know the teams we've talked about? I mean, I, I was able to catch a uh, Duke and how they took care of business against Virginia. Uh, in the field. And uh, yeah, and then I uh, listen, fellas. Mm-hmm. I watched Marcus Howard yesterday. Listen, <laughs> bro, Buck it. No, not Jai. But Marcus Howard from Marquette, Marquette. yeah, man, listen. Because, like, the guys at the barbershop, I was uh, at the barbershop, and the guys never had seen him play or whatever. And, uh, you know, they make friendly wages or whatever. Like, I bet a dollar this team wins or whatever. And uh, so they, the two teams that were playing were Villanova and Marquette. And so one of the barbers was like, okay, I bet Villanova will win. And I looked at him so fast. I was like, so you must don't know who uh, Marcus Howard is. And so I was like, all right, don't even worry about it. And I'm sitting with the guy that I'm that I'm with that's going to get his hair cut. I said, why, bro? Just watch him, bro. Watch. The ball is coming back. Don't even worry. It's coming back. It's coming back to him. Do not even worry. Every time it's coming back. Bucket. Like, whatever you wanted. Three-point, off the dribble, layup package. He was doing every little bit of everything. It was, it was definitely something to see. And I think he ended up finishing the game with, like, over – 30 points for sure. Okay. Only I was only able to see the first half, but in the first half, he had 21 of the 30 points. In the draft, well, you know, that same question was presented to me at, uh, yesterday, and uh, I said he'll probably – he's going to go first round, I believe, but I think he'll end up more so on like a playoff team, so like a uh, like a mid-late first rounder. I think that's where he'll uh, end up falling. Marcus where would you like to see him go? I mean, where would I like to see him go? It probably would be – a team that that could utilize a guard in the postseason, and so if I it probably be a team in the West too, and so I'm probably maybe considering Clippers. like yeah the Clippers or like well no because they have Lou Williams and so maybe like a like a Minnesota like a Minnesota like a team okay. like that that needs depth like a team that needs depth because there are a lot of teams out there Utah. that lack depth and that was another team that came to my mind too as well Utah. Um, Portland could be a team. Uh, wouldn't even put him in those situations. Well, he would even even be in a situation like Phoenix because that's a that's a losing environment. And I think he'll more so fall into like a like a winning situation. So uh, yeah, teams like that, um, uh, those those type of teams, teams that are just out of the playoffs or. Um, early exits out of the playoffs. So teams like that. Teams are, they get out of the playoffs in the first round, eighth seed teams, those type of teams. I think where he'll fall. But yeah, Marcus Howard, phenomenal player. Uh, ja, he's a phenomenal player. Obviously Zion, RJ had like four threes in a row yesterday. Five. Five, oh my bad, five threes in a row yesterday. Uh, you see any other games, uh, Alex? Uh, nah. You see any other games? You see any U- other games? Utah and UCLA. Okay, uh, what'd Utah. you see? Utah was down 22. 
out at uh, USC. Oh, they going to be rock stars out there. Who was best friends? Okay, <laughs> live so next Rick, door to okay, each other. So, Rick Pitino, UCLA, Urban Meyer, USC. Any other crazy coach, coaching changes I should expect coming in the near future? <laughs> They'll do the only ones I got for you. <laughs> Some going to have to have Gruden out at uh, Oakland, so I don't know. Yeah, you know what's funny? When it when it does happen, I just can't wait. I'm just be like, listen to the podcast and find out who said who would be in UCLA. Hey, bro, that's Westwood, bro. You need, bro. You they need a rock need star it. head coach. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they somebody don't, like but that. They do, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. good to have one. Cause that's a that's a prolific program without yeah. question in terms of basketball. Yeah, that's blue blood for sure. Yeah. So uh yeah, guys, college basketball, the whole realm of it. We're getting closer and closer. We're midway through February, and we're getting closer and closer to March. Those seeds, those uh, projections in terms of seeds are starting to come out now. And, you know, we hope that Michigan and Michigan State, you know, they had Michigan State as a two seed despite having three straight losses. But I think um, a two or three seed for them is fine. And then CMU, you know what I'm saying, we're going to win the MAC tournament and we're going to get our automatic bid that way. You are Hopefully, right. you know, yeah. No, really, hopefully. Okay. Yeah, without, no, most definitely. Um, we got a tough stretch, though, down a stretch for, uh, for CMU. Yeah. yeah. So we look forward to, as we uh, continue here, we look forward to uh, more college basketball as we get closer and closer to March. This is the rundown. Don't forget, this is the rundown with the boys, the group, whatever we decide to be that day.